This is Educated and Empowered. Hey guys, it's Tennille Jackson coming to you all with another interesting topic. Um, Today, I want to talk about how do you cope with death? And I know this seems like such a morbid topic. However, in light of all of the deaths that have been taking place uh, lately, I really just wanted to take the time to bring this topic to light um, because I don't know that is one that you can ever talk enough about. I don't know if it's one that there actually is a quote unquote solution for, right? Like there are some steps in terms of handling and coping with grief. Um, however, I don't know that you, you, you ever like quote unquote overcome, right? Um, I don't know if it's ever a point where you're just like, okay, I'm totally healed. You know how, um, when you are, say you have surgery and you go through surgery and you know, the doc, regardless of what the surgery is for, the doctor will say, Hey, after X amount of time, you should be better. And so it's really kind of black and white with some people. Yes, it may take a little bit longer. Some people may it take a little, you know, it may not take as much time. But the point is that, you know, I there are markings where I can definitively know, boom, I'm healed. I'm done. I'm back to how I was before the surgery, the break, the sprain. Um, before any of those things happen to my physical self. And so there's a marker where I know that I'm back to being who who I am or who I was, right? And so um, mentally, though, I don't know that it's that cut and dry. Mentally, I don't know if there's a point that you just get back like nothing ever happened. And I think, um, like, I, again, I want to kind of go into this. Some of this talk will just really be in sharing um, some of my experiences. Some of it will be just to see where you are or where you fear on this topic. And so, um, yeah, so what you may be saying, well, what prompted you to, to start this conversation? Um, and for me, again, it is, it's in the light of, of losing, um, not just have I lost a lot of people in general, but specifically, I just lost a friend. Um, I just found out two days ago that she passed away and she had, she passed away last week, but her daughter just contacted me on Monday to let me know that she had passed away and to let me know when her um her funeral is going to be and so that really kind of triggered some things because again um i typically share with you all that a lot of my experiences as being a coach whether we're talking about life coach or literary coach 
it comes from my life experiences. Yes, I may have degrees and certain things, but a lot of the experiences that I share, the wisdom that I am able to give um, is based upon the experiences that I have endured through my life. And I think that, you know, it's necessary. I am huge on communicating. Um, that is what one of my degrees is in, but I really believe that communication is key. I feel that being able to talk out your feelings is really helpful and beneficial. It's not just a, 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 an expression, a, a positive outlet of expression for yourself, but I think that it really helps those who are around you to understand what you're going through. And prayerfully, you have the type of circle where your feelings matter, right? Because sometimes when people are going through issues, through problems, by default almost, it seems as though we have this wall that's just built where we feel as though we have to protect ourselves. And so we we will not be vulnerable. We do not believe in sharing or telling other people how we feel and what we are going through. And so then that makes it where we are now suffering in silence. And I am highly opposed to that. I, I know that it is possible to heal alone, but I do believe that you heal better with others. And so I'm a huge advocate in um, checking your circle frequently, right? Like um, if you if you are around me long enough or you listen to me long enough, you'll know that I, I typically say every three to six months, you may want to check your circle at the very least every six to 12 months. And the reason for doing that is because people change, right? And you are people. So that means that whereas you may not be changing that frequently, those people around you are, and you want to make sure that you are putting yourself uh, or surrounding yourself by people who are able to pour into you positively. You want to surround yourself with people that you are able to pour into so that, you know, relationships should be mutually beneficial. So it should not just be that you want to simply take from other people, but it shouldn't just be that other people are taking from you either. And my belief is that as you grow, you begin to learn more about yourself. You're able to see what it is that you need. You're able to see um, who it is that may be a better fit in your life for that particular season in your life or the particular incident that you're going through, right? Um, if you've ever thought about it or just reflected, there are some times where it might be a particular person or persons that's in your life uh, for, for a long time and then you just look up and they're no longer there, right? So new people have come in to replace them, whether it was intentionally or unintentionally, Things just change. And so sometimes it's good for the things that have changed to change. But then sometimes you need to make sure that the change was intentional and that the change was necessary. And so when we are going through things in our life, like especially the deep things in life, like 
dealing with death, uh, coping with loss. You need to have people who understand you, right? So like if you have people who just came in your life and they are, they see you from a one dimensional point of view, then it they may be taken aback to see you going through some changes, right? Like a lot of times when we have appeared to be the strong one in our circles, whatever circle that is. So whether it's amongst your family, your friends, your coworkers, your community, if people have only seen you in a light of strength, then they may not be able to handle what it looks like or what you look like when you are going through turmoil. And so that's why it is so necessary to have all types of people um, around you, not just the people that you pour into, but also the people who can pour into you because if is if you only have people around you that you pour into then most times that means that they are expecting you to be strong they are expecting you to appear you know as a person who never endures anything because they don't have the capacity to handle you in your weakness and so when you deal with people who are used to pouring into you, then now you have someone that you can go to for strength in your times of weakness. And so it doesn't make you wrong. It doesn't make it bad because you're going through a hard time. And what happens is, again, if you are not surrounded by the right type or types of people, then it makes you feel as though, um, you can't be weak. It makes you feel as though it's wrong to show vulnerability simply because they don't have the capacity. But what you have to be able to do is make some adjustments, right? Um, so, hey, maybe in this season while I'm going through, I might have to shift who I am spending more time with because I need to be able to be around people who have the capacity to handle me in my weakness, who have the capacity to handle my vulnerabilities, right? And so again, as I am um, sharing these things with you, if you know someone that this sounds like, feel free to share this podcast with them. Because again, I say, I don't believe that we should suffer alone. I don't believe that it's healthy to suffer in silence um, because that can really lead you down a negative uh, spiral, right? So I am one again in being very transparent and sharing uh, situations and, and what experiences I have that may contribute to my ability to give advice or share wisdom. I am a person who had to overcome depression, suffered with it for a very long time, um, had to seek help, whether you want to call it counseling, therapy. I had to get someone that was bigger than me. Um, and, and I am one who believes in God. So I was going to church and I'm still going to church, actively have my faith, but there were some issues that were just bigger than me. And so again, in talking about 
how do you cope with death? I want to just throw out a few different ways um, that may hit you, right? Um, because sometimes what works for one person may not work for the other person. And so you may find yourself trying to implement things either that you've always heard or what you've seen someone else do. And maybe it's not working for you. And maybe you're tired of crying and maybe you're tired of, you know, being in this place of sadness or darkness or loneliness. And so um, being a life coach, my main approach really is is a couple things. One is to make sure people understand that they're not alone because I understand what that place and space feels like. And then number two, to give you to know that there is always, always a solution. Um, suicide, taking your own life is never that solution because no matter how dark, how bleak something may appear, if you keep going, I promise that it will get better. And so, you know, that's really one of my, one of the main approaches that I use is just to make sure that you know that you're not alone, that you know that it will get better. And then to provide a plethora of solutions um, that may be able to help you in your time of need. And so I see that we do have a guest right now, Frankie J. And so we'll see if Frankie J either wants to ask a question or if he has a comment that he'd like to contribute. How are you, Frankie? Good morning. Um, my picture, I just looked at my uh, profile picture. I look like a spaz. Um, <laughs> I have to change it, but, um, uh, good morning to you. I'm coming live from Buffalo, New York, and, um, I appreciate you, uh, bringing me up. I was swiping through and I noticed your topic, uh, how do you cope with death? And it caught me by surprise because I've had, uh, a good amount of death in my family in the last few years and coping with it. I know I didn't. I know I just have not. You know, I just, you know, you haven't closed that certain chapter because you weren't, um, get you, you didn't give your time. I didn't give my time to what's that word? Grief. Mm -hmm. And to let my emotions out about it to the point where I could start celebrating all of the great times. Yeah. Yeah. When said people were alive, right? Mm -hmm. And, it all came down to my overall family dynamic and my overall family dynamic, Tonyo. That's how you pronounce your name, right? Tonyo. Tonyo. Okay, yeah. You, I got it right. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm horrible with names, so that's a win for me. I'm gonna take it. But um, I grew up in a very toxic environment. Mm -hmm. um, internal family, extended family. Nobody really got along. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I, you know, mm -hmm. it was just always hostile and. Um, um, one example to, and not to go into any detail, the day my mother took her last breath, A, I wasn't able to be there because he had somehow put me on a list of not allowed to visit mm -hmm. my mother, you know, mm -hmm. and then as soon as she took her last breath, my cousin called me and said, as soon as the doctor pronounced her dead, he left and went to the local courthouse to file a lawsuit on me wow. because my mother and I shared a cell phone plan that was in her name and 
I paid it. And it drove him nuts because he didn't have control of her phone anymore. Mm -hmm. So in a nutshell, I was never really given the time to grieve appropriately for Mm -hmm. any losses before or during or after that. So your topic really brings up so many variables and how how do you like how do i and here's my question to you and then i'll shut up i promise um i'm not trying to hijack your show here i just the topic really touched me how do i three years later grieve the death of my mother who was my best friend in life is it too late no no um first of all Thank you so much for joining in, for asking the question, for sharing your situation, because I can guarantee you, you're not the only person that's in these shoes and it is very difficult, but I can tell you from personal experience that number one, it's not too late and that it's never too late, right? Um, My mother passed away 20 years ago. And when she she passed away in 2002, and I'll share this in more detail throughout the course of the show, but just to address your question, um, my mom was gone for, I think, seven years before it hit me, right? Like, I just, once she passed away, and I was her caregiver, I was the one that was in the room when she took her last breath, and it was like I just went into autopilot mode because I've always been the one to kind of take care of everything for everybody. And so I just kind of went into autopilot. Let's call everybody. We got to tell everybody what happened. Let's get the arrangements done. And I was there, obviously, but I was also pregnant at the time. And I remember every time I tried to cry. Challenging, holy moly! Yeah, every time I tried to cry, family members would say, "Don't cry, cause it's gonna hurt the baby." To the point where I just kind of took that to mean, "Don't cry." And so, and then understanding that every two years I was pregnant, and so like I have four daughters, and so from oh two to oh eight, I was giving birth. So I never really gave myself the time to cry because all I could hear was them saying, don't cry because it'll hurt the baby. And I remember it was, I want to say it was like, oh, oh nine or maybe 2010, but I think it was oh nine. And there was something that happened to me uh, good. And like by default, because my mother was also my best friend by default, I, I just picked up my phone and I called our house number and it wasn't until I heard that, do, 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 I'm sorry, the number you've called has been disconnected. Something in me, would, it, it just kind of snapped. And when I say that, I don't mean it in like a, a angry way, but I just totally broke. Because at that moment, everything for seven years all came at me at once. All of those emotions that I had suppressed from that time until that present time, It all hit me at one moment. And so I say to you that, um, like, obviously I had to go through some things. I had to go through counseling and things like that to help me to process my emotions and deal with them. But it's never too late because I think, and what I was saying at the top of the show was that I think unlike health issues, physical things, say if you have a surgery, you know, okay, well, after three months or six months or three weeks, you'll be better. I don't think that it is that 
Yeah, it is not that cut and dry as it no. pertains to mental and emotional issues, as it pertains to loss and grief, because for the rest of your life, you have to deal with the fact that this person is no longer with you. And at different points in your life, it's going to hit you differently because you'll yeah. always have the ability to remember what life was like when they were here versus what it's like now that they're not here. So I simply said all of that to say that no, it is not too late to grieve to those who are listening if you have a loved one that's been gone for 10 20 years this year marked the 20th year that my mother has been gone and there are still times when i am dealing with it and it causes tears you know those memories um and so throughout the rest of this show i'll be giving more examples but also giving tips on what you can do um to help you grieve and how you can give yourself grace to grieve right and so again thank you so much frankie i hope that you stay tuned in to the show um and and, and thank you for coming to the stage to to share and to ask those questions um great I, that's great i appreciate that and it's nice meeting you i i'll say this is all in my plane um everyone has their unique situation and um thankfully um i chose to cut ties or radically accept the fact that my mom's half of the family I, who I thought loved me turns out they didn't even my uncle who's been a minister for 60 years um or sorry 50 years excuse me and he turns back on me and all these people that supposedly loved me that were there for me are not now I made a decision to I'm going to cut ties with anybody toxic in my life so I live alone by choice I have just my little doggy. I just had back major back surgery a month ago. It's funny that you brought up surgery. And thank God I've been in what's called DBT skills training for the last little under a decade, which is really intense therapy. And that's for another show. I'll, I'll come up and talk to you about it. But anyways, to all of everyone on here that knows me would, you know, validate everything I say. I appreciate you. I just followed you. And everything you're talking about is right on point and i appreciate real authentic truth just right at you you know here it is and and i thank you for that and i always say this frankie j out thank you so much frankie thank you and to those who are listening um that's what you'll always get from me regardless of what the topic may be it's always going to be honest transparency you know giving you whatever i've gone through because one of my beliefs in life is that the reason why we go through is to help other people to grow through right so whatever you've gone through is not in vain it's so that when you find someone else that's going through what you've either gone through or what you're going through is to share that you so that you can come through together now we have another guest uh samantha ryan and so we're going to see if samantha has a question or a comment that she wants to add to today's topic about how do you cope with death hi samantha how are you uh, you know, I'm hanging in there. Thank you for asking. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I just wanted to add, and I'll be very brief, that my philosophy is I want to live my life so well that it 
at the end, when my time comes, I greet death like a very old friend. Mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> it's kind of simple, but um, but that's how I feel. You know, it's nothing to fear. I'm not gonna live my life in fear. Of um, but I won't greet her. You know, like a buddy, like a friend. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? That's a very interesting approach because depending on a person's faith or their, you know, religious background, uh, where one of the things that's for sure, regardless of what you believe, we all have to die. Um, I mean, like, now the, you know what I'm saying? So the Bible says that there are certain people that won't see death or won't taste death. But for the most of us, we're going to have to die um, at some point. And we we never want to talk about that because for some people it seems as though it's a morbid topic but it seems that you kind of have the same type of approach that I have where I want to be able to live a life so that I don't have to be afraid to die because if I know that it's something that's going to happen anyway again I'm not making plans to be gone tomorrow but you know what I'm saying nothing is a guarantee absolutely absolutely nothing is guaranteed in this life I, I know that for a fact yeah. Um. And, but I'm not gonna live the rest of my life fearing what is the inevitable. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And I think and it makes honestly, a lot of people uncomfortable. I wrote a whole poem about this. I look at death as this strong, not pompous, but but self-assured and wonderfully uh, magnificent female creature, and um. Uh, she's just righteous uh, and kind and gentle, but there's weight and gravity to what she has to say. Mm-hmm. And um, that that's just how I've always seen it, you know? Well, you know what? I thank you so much for taking the time to share because what I'm hoping is that for those who are listening, that they understand that death isn't something to fear because it's something that we're all going to have to deal with. And so for, and that's what we'll be talking about on today's show. When we talk about how do you cope with death? So both the way that you brought it out in terms of your perspective about it, as well as, you know, when it happens to others that's around you, how do you deal with that feeling of loss and grief? How do you deal with that? You know, and some people call me cold, right? But I I, I grieve for a minute, for a little bit, but ultimately I don't feel that bad because the person dead certainly doesn't. Mm -hmm. I can expand that effort feeling loss and remorse for someone who's probably happy and enjoyed. And raptured even, mm-hmm. you know, let's celebrate that. Mm-hmm. They're no longer of this mortal coil. They don't have to deal with the bullshit we all have to deal with on a daily basis. What a blessing is that? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely the way um, as as believers, that is how we interpret it, where when a person dies, it's something that should be celebrated. And that's the reason why we call it a homegoing service, because they don't have to feel the pain. They don't have to go through, especially depending on, you know, the way that they passed away. So if they were suffering from some type of sickness or illness, now they don't 
don't have to suffer with that pain anymore. And how beautiful is that? They don't have to suffer anymore. And even if they're not in pain, living suffering, Mm -hmm. we can all agree on that. Mm -hmm. To some point, that is the human condition. That is a human empathetic trait we all share. At some point, we have all suffered immensely. And um, to know that 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 has ended for somebody we should celebrate that and 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 i hope i hope at my passing people don't grieve people throw a party and remember my my memories and my my stupid laugh and my ridiculous sense of humor and celebrate that that that's my hope you know absolutely absolutely well i thank you so much for coming up thank you for having me sweetie absolutely (laughs) miss samantha Absolutely. If you guys are not already following Samantha um, on Wisdom, then make sure you go and find her and follow her on on Wisdom so that way she can pour into you. I know that she said... Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. And so, again, for those of you who are just tuning in, what we're going to be talking about today is what some consider to be a morbid topic, but what I consider to be a necessary one, especially if you are talking about healing. And so, again, um, we want to just talk about how you cope with death, because truly we know that coping is not always easy, but it is definitely necessary.